0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Good morning, and thanks for listening. Today we're talking about... Fear, and why do we? Why do some people love it? Why do some people get into it so much? Now, whether you love or hate to experience fear, there's no doubt that it, we, as a culture tend to really look at it as something very important. It's We dedicate an entire holiday to the celebration of fear. And that's Halloween coming up tomorrow. And in fact, there was such a discussion about making sure that we could celebrate Halloween as we should. They're even talking about now changing the day of Halloween to Saturday so we can spend even longer celebrating the holiday. I don't what you think about that but are you one of those who's exhilarated by fear or do you try to avoid the scariness um, at all cost and if so why do you think you're different than others. Um, Does it bother you that some people are so into it and some people have um, such excitement about the fearfulness of it? Well, actually, there's some science behind all of this, and and we'll talk about that today, but I'd love to hear from you about what you think. Do you you love being scared? Do you love scary movies? Do you have a favorite scary movie, um, or is there a particular type of movie that's better than another? And what about Halloween? How do you feel um, Halloween is for young children? How were you brought up, and was it something a very fun holiday, or did we keep it very soft and benign? Were you, was your house decorated to be very scary, or was it something that was softer and easier? I would love to hear how you grew up, and if you think maybe that shaped your view on what goes on now for you. So you can give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven. 776727464. You can send an email to family at MPBonline.org to join in the discussion of fear, good or bad. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit. As, as those of you who listen to this show know, we talk a lot about brain circuitry and what's going on with the brain and why, why what happens in our brains happens. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, we've talked before about the fight or flight. Phenomena. That's you know when you sense danger, what your body does: your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up, um, your your pupils dilate. You get ready for the run, for the escape. Um, so that is often what happens when um, when you're frightened. Um, now, interestingly enough, um, the same areas of your brain are involved in the fight or flight Phenomena, the fear phenomena, as are involved in pleasurable emotions. When you are very elated about something or happy or that orgasmic experience, all of that is based in the amygdala with feedback into the hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex and how you then respond to that. So, um, it seems that if you have a lot of, of that sudden fear, um, it can elicit emotions that once the fear has resolved, you feel not just a uh, relief, but also elation. So I'm wondering if people who love to see scary movies or love to be scared, if they have sort of that rebound elation after it. Now, and I'm saying those people because I'll be honest with you, I'm not one who who loves so much to be terrified all the time. Um, I am a person who loves science fiction and I love to look at that. If I see a movie that's sort of moderately scary, as long as it makes sense, I enjoy it. But if they go over the top, movies like, um, The Exorcist, Poltergeist, those are a little over the top scary for me. So. I want to hear from people who love to be terrorized by those kinds of movies and hear um what you believe it is that that makes that that happen to you okay so fear is actually as old as life on earth, we think. It seems to be fundamental. It's a deeply wired reaction, um, and it's a protective reaction. Um, We know that, that you need to be a little bit fearful or you might not learn to protect yourself from things that are dangerous or not be able to even recognize a perceived threat. But fear can be really simple, like um, an insect. Like, um, watch what happens if an ant is walking along a a countertop and you tap or touch it. It will scurry away very quickly, right? Um, And the same thing goes for for us. If there's something that happens that that causes us to sense anxiety, we'll scurry. Scurry away, or we'll do something to help us escape. Um, so, like I said, um, the difference between getting a rush and feeling completely terrorized when we are in the midst of something that is supposed to be funfair um, really does seem to be our thinking context and how we think through things. So when our thinking brain gives us feedback to our emotional brain, and we perceive ourselves as being safe, then we can shift from being, oh, that scared me to going, but yeah, I get it. That was funny fear. I'm safe. Everything is okay. So then you go from that Emotion of fear to one of excitement. And that's why um, it can be based in the same area of the brain and you have those different, different um, feelings. So when you enter a haunted house, like at Halloween, for example, and something jumps out at you, and you know it's really not a threat. You may initially have that um, that fear, but then you can quickly move to relabeling that as as something that's that's just fun, right? Okay, so. Um, what about you? Do you feel like you recover quickly, or do you stay? If you go into a haunted house, do you stay elevated with anxiety all the way through, and you don't reassure yourself until you get out? And if you do, did you, you love it? Do you find that you really do feel somewhat elated um, when that happens? Um, give us a call and share your stories with us at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. That's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at MPB org. So, um, like I said, um, the way we experience fear is fear starts um, as, uh, in the brain and spreads through our whole body so it adjusts for the defense, the fight or flight and the fear response starts in the amygdala and moves about so it's um, the amygdala is is the deep part of the brain that, that just pushes us um, to to feel the emotion but it doesn't help us reason out what really is going on so so the fight or flight the hyper alert the dilation of the pupils um, your lungs open up better so you can breathe better you can run better your heart rate increases so all of that increases blood flow so there is some evidence that all of that is somewhat good for you getting the heart rate up getting things moving about um is is all good for you but how how much of that is good has long long been the question as you 're you 're moving across it so basically our thinking circuitry in the brain um, has to be able to reassure our emotional areas that we 're okay for it to be okay because you don 't what you don 't want to do is um, initiate a a panic attack Um, and any of you who have ever had a panic attack know how badly that feels and how emotionally unhinging that can be and sometimes it can be very difficult to recover from a panic attack so we want to make sure that as we're talking about fear and moving along we talk about the fun healthy um, scare tactics that some Use keeping in mind that some of us are better emotionally and get quicker feedback on how to how to manage that and to turn it into something positive than something negative that can really um, cause a big difference. So um, we're going to go on to our first break, but I want to I want to to hear from you about whether or not. Enjoy being scared. Tell us a little bit about some of your experiences and how you grew up. And do you feel like the way you grew up perhaps set the way you like to celebrate Halloween? Or do you not celebrate it at all? Um, Give us a call. We've got all our lines open. 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about fear. Um, Halloween why do some of us love to be frightened um, feel emotionally elated after being frightened and one why do some of us tend to avoid it so do you think your fearfulness comes from your your love or or hate for being afraid or scared comes from some of your past experiences is my question. How did you grow up? Did you grow up viewing Halloween as a fun and scary holiday? Did your parents expose you to those pretend scary times? Do you think that maybe is where you got your love of the goblins or scary movies or terrorizing rides and monsters? Or were you one of those who dressed up as as more sublime characters like a beautiful princess or maybe Zorro um, and Not the scary monster or the witch. What do you think happened there and why? Um, And then what about past experiences? Is that something that perhaps has been an issue for you? Do you think some of your maybe fearfulness of being scared comes from um, past experiences? Um, Would love to hear from you about what's happening, because often experiences beget the reaction. So if a dog, say, if one dog was dangerous and attacked you, perhaps now you're afraid of dogs all the time. Um, So you know is it something that happened to you that now triggers an ongoing response or ha- did you learn that it's fun and fine to be scared and you can recover even even if it's a realistic scare you were able to turn around and recover from that so give us a call, join in the conversation. I'd love to hear from some of you who really love Halloween and celebrate it, or perhaps those of you who avoid it and think it's a silly holiday. Um, give us a call at 1877 MPB ring. That's 18776727464. So let's talk about some of the reasons individuals may enjoy being scared. So there's some research out there that not only has shown that 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 emotional um, whatever you feel that comes from that midbrain, the amygdala, that emotional center, that when um, you get over the, the terror or the fear, you have elation. Research has shown some of that. But the other thing that some new research has shown is that that fear likely creates a distraction, which can be a very positive experience. When something scary happens, you're in that moment, right? And so you're on high alert. And now you're no longer preoccupied by some of those other things that might be in our mind, like having difficulty at work, um, worrying about a a big exam the next day, um, worrying about um, perhaps um, some loved one in your life who may be ill or being suffering from something. So that fear um, shifts you into complete distraction and you turn into that fight or flight mode. The other thing um, that has been looked at from researchers is that when we experience frightening things with people in our lives, um, we find that the emotions can be sort of contagious. Have you ever watched a scary movie um, and come out um, just with this sense of relief and then you talk to others around you and you share in your experiences um, and share about what's going on? So we're such social creatures that that often that sharing can be a very, very positive thing for us. And then the other thing is because we are social creatures, creatures, we can learn from others about whether or not you can turn that into a positive experience or not. So when you look over at somebody who's in a haunted house, and she's quickly gone from screaming to hysterical laughing because she's decided that that this is really great fun and we're really having a great time, it can turn into a real really fun social outing. Um, So um, if you think about it in the context that um, it can help you from a distraction standpoint. Um, it can be good for social learning. It has the potential also to the way that we later experience fear. And so um, as you learn how to control your fear and to step through it, what it may do is give you a skill set in life to try to to work better about knowing um, when real danger is approaching, when this is false danger, um, and to be able to interpret it more quickly in the context. So there's some thought about all of this may be very helpful um, from a survival standpoint so that um, the, it gives you a better perception of control, so that when we overcome that initial fight-or-flight rush, we are often left feeling um, very satisfied, reassured about our safety, and then we become more confident about our ability to confront things that scare us. So, theoretically, there may be some real benefit to exposing yourself to some things that cause a little fear and help you work through it. So um, being overly protective um, with our, our children as we're moving through life may be doing them a negative benefit. That's my suggestion, and apparently there's some researchers out there who are suggesting the same thing. So, all right, well, let's go on to the phones. Um, Let's go first to Mikey and Mobile. Good morning, Mikey.
2: Good morning, Doctor. Um, I really, uh, this is a wonderful show as usual. Um, I want to say that I was a person who loved, totally loved, and, and actually um, an adult. <laughs> and I still, I haven't, I don't really watch TV or movies much anymore. Um, I read. But I um, uh, loved the horror movie things. They were
1: some uh-huh. of my favorites. Uh-huh. And um, why but, was that? Why, why do you think you loved it so much? Was it something that you shared with Others, or did you feel sort of an elation after you got through it?
2: Well, all of it, because of mm-hmm. course there there's the adrenaline stuff in it, but i th- i I characterize this um, first of all, it combines play acting and imaginational experience mm-hmm. experiments, yep. you know, um, but uh, most of all, it's um anticipation, you know, especially now that it's become actually i think it's become a little out of control, but most of all, it's the fake fear, like mm-hmm. like. And I'm, I'm young. Go ahead and push back on me like the fake war, which is football. <laughs> but, but fake fear and fake war is way better than real fear and
1: real war. Mm-hmm. So it can and, be a distraction and you realize that there's, this is not reality and sort of an escape from reality.
2: Well, and the that's other thing is, is, is that the seasonal celebrations of change, um, uh, you know, we have Halloween and we have here in uh, where we are, um, Thanksgiving, and then uh, uh, Christmas, which Christmas interestingly enough it seems to me has the same sorts of emotional anticipation you know uh, fearfulness you know worried about stuff and all of it of course candy 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 and food <laughs> and and uh, whether it's uh, the harvest feast uh, and then uh, you know the observant what observance of what happens to someone else is the fake fear fake Football. I mean, you know, that, that, the fake war kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's not me. Um, it's not like a real fear where there are things that are illnesses, taxes, and other losses um, that everyone experiences. Yeah, and, and then you know, and then it rolls over into Mardi Gras for some of us, uh, and then spring planning.
1: Yeah. So it does seem that there there are a lot of things that are ongoing um, with different holidays that may be linked. Although, um, Mikey, certainly Halloween is the one where, you know, there are individuals who work very hard to see how real they can make the horror on um, in the haunted houses and the like. So I hear you. I, I think that um, as far as the whether it's real or fake, there is some evidence that we need to keep in mind that everybody's a bit. Difference, but um, when the the um, fear that is caused seems too realistic, sometimes um, you go over the top, and it does cause some significant problems in some individuals because the individual perceives the experiences as just too real and so an extreme fear response can overcome an individual so where do you how do you draw that line all right well let's go on to um ann in oxford ann what do you have to say about fear and whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing in halloween or is that what you're calling about
3: um well i wanted to say that when i was about 13 Mm -hmm. i was very much into horror and um I was reading all of Edgar Allan Poe's book, uh, stories, right. stories, and I was um, reading other scary books, and I loved it. And then I went to um, see the movie Psycho, mm. and yeah. it cured me. <laughs> <laughs> it was I too realistic. Know. It was just too um, downright, unbelievably Horrible
4: mm-hmm.
3: and uh as I grew older, I began to realize that things likened to that uh do happen,
5: yeah,
3: and uh like for instance, uh Dahmer and the things that he did to young men, and so uh, to me, there's no enjoyment in reading or um watching scary things. I like mysterious thing, mm-hmm. and I like old scary movies, but not blood and gore. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's true. It's too close to the truth of so, what does happen. Yeah, yeah. And so that, to me, is not entertainment. It's not... Uh, I'm um, puzzled by people who find those things um, entertaining
1: yeah and interesting yeah so you're one of those people who tends to um, avoid it what about Halloween though do you do you think that um, as far as just celebrating the holiday that that do you enjoy seeing the kids dressed up or do you worry about them being too afraid No,
3: I don't think they're afraid, and I think it all has to do with how their parents handle it. Right. And uh, the costumes and the dressing up, the uh, face paint, all of that uh, I think is fun, uh, as long as you don't get too scary with it. Yeah. Uh, Which older kids can do and can scare little kids. But uh, all in all, I
2: think
3: it's kind of fun. Yeah. I like to see all the skeletons in the store. But, uh, but, yeah. but it's fun. Yeah. It's
1: funny. But, but what the, you're saying is, real. yeah, what you're saying is that some of the realistic, um, terrifying uh, movies are because they're too realistic and they seem too based in reality, that that's the kind of thing you avoid. So I wonder, I'll just send to, out to our our. Uh, listeners, as we are um, going to break. Do you is is there a line that you have to draw? Do you love scary, but not too realistic? Um, where do you think do you think that we've gotten into too much gratuitous blood in some of our movies? Uh, tell us what you think. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. This is Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about fear. Um, Why do some of us love to be scared, and why do some avoid it at all costs? Is there too much reality in um, some of what is supposed to be entertainment? Too much blood? Too much gore? Is that it? Or... Is it just that some people don't like being afraid? Well, let's go back to the phones. I want to hear from Joe in Pope, Mississippi, who's calling about... Um, what we're talking about. Hey, Joe.
6: Hello, this is Joe transmitting to you from Polk, Mississippi. We want to understand spiritual matters and spiritual things, things spiritually discern. But what does that mean? And uh, so we have a book to understand. It's called The Holy Bible. And it's called Holy for a lot of reasons, and you can get into a discussion. We don't have that much time. It's all quite fascinating, and you you have fascinated me with the way you're able to talk about things we really do want to know a lot about, but you understand we have to understand things in stages. And so the Bible clearly says it's the book of truth, and it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And uh, the book, To Understand, Spiritually discern Matters of the Heart. And it's as complicated as how thick the Bible is and why there's two sections of it. And uh, how do you draw the line? The Bible tells you. And it's good or bad, it's good or evil. And the Bible tells you there is evil. And it says one way to speak of the answer to understanding true wisdom begins with the understanding of a spiritually healthy person should fear God because God rewards obedience and punishes disobedience, and you see God can see the motive of your
1: heart. Joe, I I hear what you're saying, and I completely understand that what you're talking about as far as um, in the in the Christian faith and the Jewish faith. People talk about um, the the fear of the Lord as being part of. Um Your religion. What we're talking about, though, today is is really not not um, what I want us to what you what you're bringing up is is not the topic of the day. We're talking about celebrating Halloween, celebrating the 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 frightful feelings that we have, and whether or not um, this can be beneficial to you or not. We know that we. We all experience fear about something or another in our lives. It's just part of reality. It's part of human nature, and how you handle the fear, um, and so uh, it is is really important. So. Back to my original question, why do some people not enjoy being scared? Why do some people love it more than anything? So one of the reasons we'll talk a little bit about, and I want to hear to, from others about um, why you find joy. Um, we've talked to a person who said they enjoyed it a lot because they share um, with others about laughing about a scary movie or something like that. Um, whereas in a, another called in and said she really didn't enjoy it because it, it had gotten some of the scary movies had gotten too fearful. Are um, too to, um, reality based, um, and um, and jo- uh, Jonah uh, earlier um, during one of the breaks suggested that. Perhaps it's the gratuitous blood sometimes um, that gets over the top. What do you think about that? Um, give us a call at one eight seven seven 877 mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 So let's talk about what happens when people just don't enjoy it. Um, it seems that any imbalance between excitement caused by fear in the human brain... Um, And the sense of um, lack of control can be just a little too much. If the person, if we perceive that the experience is just way too real and it's pulling us into too much reality, then that fight or flight or that stress situation sometimes might not end up with that pleasurable feeling of elation. But it may instead be that you're completely exhausted and stressed over it. So, um, you know, it may be that that people love something like Freddy Krueger because it's way too unrealistic and you don't think that, that there's any way that's going to happen. But then, due to maybe some religious beliefs or others, you're way too terrified by a movie like The Exorcist. And it may impact you, as one of our earlier callers said, it kind of cured her of, um, watching scary movies or reading scary books because it just um, got too reality-based. So um, do you think that you can go over the top on on some of these scary movies or haunted houses? Do you feel like they can feel too reality-based? And is that something... Um, that that we we can change, and then um, I, I'm curious uh, uh, about our listeners' opinion about what's been going on most recently um, with uh, Halloween and the trick-or-treating. Um, we're expecting bad weather tomorrow, so there's been some talk about moving um, some of the trick-or-treating over to today for some areas of our state. And then I heard on national news today that there, are, uh, there has been a push from some individuals uh, to completely change Halloween from being on October 31st as a celebratory time to changing it to um, the last Saturday of October. I'm curious as to what you think about that. I know other holidays have been changed to change accommodating for for parents or state institutions or federal institutions. What do you think about it as we change? Do you think that would be helpful? Do you think it might be safer for children? And what do you think about um, letting children going out, trick-or-treating without parents present? Is that ever okay? Do you feel like that there is a particular age when that is safe? Uh, Give us a call and um, weigh in on what you think. Think about what we ought to be doing um, in our own neighborhoods with uh, the Halloween. Uh, you can call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline dot Well, Doctor Butchers, what do you feel about think about
7: those neighborhoods? I saw one last night on the news. They do the big, elaborate Halloween. Theme Right front yard, and it was nice. Yeah. Hers was a little scary. I mean, yeah. you, she could pay a you could pay a mission to see hers. I mean, she had the eyeball and the projected um, from the inside of her house, right. and they were killings. And right, it was a little scary. Right. And I could see a little child
1: being kind of scared to go there. Yeah, well, actually, um, you're you're really correct that some of the neighborhoods get into it a lot and it can be a lot of fun and I know uh, many years ago I lived in a neighborhood where um, the entire circle uh, got got into Halloween and it was great fun for the kids but there were a couple of houses that for young children it was a little too terrifying from them for them and they, they really didn't want to go into it. Yeah. I could tell you Mike Experience. I was maybe
7: four or five. Uh-huh. Now I'm 45. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, that's how long. And you still it's, remember it. I, this And it's a song that w- I went to a Halloween party. I grew up in Chicago and I went to a Halloween party and a certain song was playing and a the dead had a costume on. He came out and scared all of us. I jumped behind the couch and was under the couch and And, I was petrified. Yeah. Petrified. And that song, when it plays today, I get those senses, the goosebumps on my skin. I get nervous and I still feel the sensory recall of that day when I was four or five. Yeah, That song brings it up and I just remember being scared that much to where it just did something
1: to me. I don't know if that kind of scared is okay or healthy. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that is actually one of those issues that I think we have to all be aware of, is that at what age? You have to remember, a 4-year-old, a 3-year-old is very different than a 10- or 12-year-old from an emotional, a reasoning standpoint, the ability to, to move to the prefrontal cortex and reassure herself that it really is okay, so um, that's something. I'd love to hear from other listeners about too, as to you know, do you do you do you believe that sometimes people don't um, look at the different ages, and perhaps some homes should be labeled as um, not appropriate for kids under twelve. I mean, it's just a thought. Um, certainly, you can give us a call and weigh in on that. One eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Well let's go back to the phones. We have um, Catherine in Gulfport about our cultural differences. Talk to us, Catherine.
8: Hi. Hi. I am um, an English and a second language teacher. So I work with a lot of students that come from uh, non-English speaking cultures and I have a lot of students who um, they're the children or grandchildren of Mexican immigrants and they have a holiday there called Day of the Dead Uh and that is actually going to be celebrated on November 1st and 2nd and what they believe, one of the differences between Halloween is they believe that Day of the Dead is a time where the dead come back to the living, and it's a time for us to remember the people that have passed. So for them, it's not a negative thing; it's a time of remembrance, and so it's kind of similar to All Thanks Day and All Souls Day, but it's it's a it's a happy time yeah. more than a negative time. Yeah. Um, because the time to remember all the people that used to walk with us in their in their belief they used to walk the earth and now they're coming back to visit again. So we should take that time to go and visit the dead and cemeteries and clean them up and make sure that those areas are looking good and that we never forget those people that have left. Yeah. Um, so it's not always a negative thing. I think your cultural experiences can really weigh heavily in how you perceive talking about dead people, talking about Um, the world of the dead versus the world of the living and how we interact.
1: Absolutely, and that's great information, Catherine. And I, I, I saw the uh, movie. Was it Coco? I believe, yeah. A lovely movie about that very thing. I don't know, Catherine, if you've seen it, but oh, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful movie, and it really does um, put things into a much more positive light. And 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 it's not about grieving, um, as you said. It's about remembering your loved. Yeah. And how important that is to remember the very positive, wonderful things about them. So, uh, Catherine, thanks for bringing that up. I think that um, the the Day of the Dead is is a holiday that is, you know, it is now, but it is um, it is somewhat different than many of us think about Halloween, and it's a much more positive light. So, thanks for that. Um, let's stay on the phones and and go to Greg in Poplarville. Hey, Greg. Hello. You have some comments about horror movies, huh? Well, you know, yeah. I
4: mean, I, all my life, I've a an extreme reaction to being startled. And I'm
1: almost like frozen. So uh, Greg, can you speak up a little bit? We're having a hard time hearing you. Is that better? Yes. Thank you. Oh.
4: Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I have this extreme starting reaction. Uh huh. So anytime something jumps out at you, like I'm kind of frozen. Uh huh. And, and I'm awake, and I'm you know I'm, I know that I'm frozen. And but I'm and I'm not scared. It's just that I'm kind of, I'm I'm stuck.
1: You get kind of paralyzed or stuck oh, for a minute. Yeah, yeah, paralyzed. Yeah.
4: And so, but so the blood and gore doesn't bother me. I enjoy the you know the movies up to that point, but. You know, when I was my kids were younger, they used to love to jump out and scare me because they'd love to see me kind of react that way. Yeah. But you know, that's not always my still my favorite, uh, you know, holiday. So uh. I just can't watch the movies.
1: And why can't understand. you watch the movies?
4: Because there's always some the way they do it in the movies, and, and is that. Uh, they kind of lure you into a feeling of comfort watching some yeah. curves comment. and all of a sudden something will jump out at you. They can set the tone with music, and sometimes it's a false cue. But uh, at some point, you least expect it to leap out at you. I mean, it's a physical discomfort. I mean, it's yeah. muscles aren't frozen. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and I, it's it's kind of weird. I know why I, I think I, You know, I'm not a. I was a medical professional, but I don't know why I have it. When I was like maybe three or four, or five, whatever. I was looking at the window and my, my uncle thought it'd be cute to say boo to me through this darkened window and he did. And it's like ever since then startling it's just been you know, a painful experience. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure maybe that's why some people don't enjoy the stuff. Yeah. Because it's just it's, it's painful. Yeah. Oh, whatever.
1: Yeah. So, Greg, I have a uh, just a quick question. How long does that response last? That paralysis kind of feeling where you can't move.
4: Probably ten or fifteen seconds.
1: So it's it's not just three or four seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah
4: it's, 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 it's weird. Yeah.
1: Almost like you get into you you have a little tiny piece of uh, catatonic reaction um, and you know that that can happen that's kind of an extreme fight or flight um, sometimes individuals who have that real high burst um, of the fight or flight may feel paralyzed for a few seconds And and I bet many of our other listeners out there have had an experience like that instead of when something terrible happens instead of screaming are instead of reacting quickly, they feel paralyzed and not able to move. And sometimes that can be an okay thing. Sometimes it can keep you in danger. Um, So um, I, I think that if you feel like that just happens when something scares you very suddenly, it's probably just one of those extreme reactions that you don't need to worry about. If you're if you're starting to have any situations where it gets a little more severe, you might want to just get checked out and make sure everything's okay from a thyroid standpoint or all others. But it sounds like you've experienced this for a very long time and it's about it's, sixty yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so um, the, and again, I, I think it's just an extreme fight or flight reaction. And you're right. Sometimes history, what happened to you historically, can can affect you for a very long time, just like Michelle was talking about her three-year three, three year or four-year-old experience. So you need to tell the kids, back off, don't do it, it's uncomfortable, and um, not to find Pleasure in that. Thank <laughs> Thank you, <Doctor. laughs> Thanks, Greg. Thanks for sharing with us. Okay, we'll stay on the phones and hear from Madeline and Florence. Um, hey, Madeline, you have some comments about age differences. Well, I was
5: when I was in high school, our home economics teacher taught us when we we're studying child development that you need to be at least eight before you can tell the difference between what's real and what's imaginary. Mm-hmm. And she used the example of, in that movie, The Wizard of Oz, you know, when the flying monkeys come out and they're right. grabbing this dog and they're grabbing the beer, flying away with everybody. Her eight-year-old, her I think, I can't remember He's eight, when this happened or younger, but anyway, he would hide behind the door and say, Mom, is it real? Is it real? And, right. you know, so that's where she was coming up with this idea that you have to be at least eight years old before you can even tell the to start to tell the difference between what's real and what's imaginary. And also, I heard that, you know, they show this footage over and over.
1: Uh-oh, Madeline, you know? you're cutting out a little bit. Can you start that, that last bit over?
5: Uh oh! I may be losing you.
1: Okay, I can hear you now. Let's try that again.
5: Okay. Um, well, there. I had also heard that children that saw the footage of the trade center coming down mm-hmm. on September 11th
1: mm-hmm.
5: thought it was happening every time they mm-hmm. saw the footage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: So you do have to be careful what you let children experience. They may not understand the difference between this is a repeat. We've already seen this before. This is not happening, you know,
1: more than one time. This is just happening the one time. Yeah, yeah. Yes, a lot of that um, information that you got is correct. Um, it uh, does. I it think do- I've
5: lost you. I'm going to have to hang up
1: now. Okay, Madeline. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, we we heard all her points. I think that um, a lot of what Madeline said is is correct about um, around seven or eight is when children begin to understand better the reality of death, what death means. They are better able to reason through um, more higher complex thoughts, Um, certainly um, uh, there was some great concern about individuals who um, allowed their children to watch the Trade Center or other terrible issues that happen um, out in our world to individuals so you have to be careful and keep in mind that there's really no benefit of a four or five year old um, being terrified seeing terrible things whether they're real or pretend there is absolutely no benefit so think through that age of cognitive ability to, to be able to reason things out it starts and it depends on the child sometimes it's starts around seven or eight, uh, sometimes um, children take a little bit longer to be able to reason through things. So um, let's keep Halloween safe. Let's keep it age appropriate. Let's remember that some of us love to be terrified. Others don't. So respect what others think, um, and please enjoy your holiday. Um, So, today's show was engineered by Michelle McAdoo and Java, and we had several coming in and out, and the call screener, I believe, was Liz Gill, part-time, and Michelle. So, thanks, everybody, for being a team today. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and stay tuned for NPRs here and now coming up next on mpb think radio now don't get scared just go have fun and be safe
0: this is an mpb think radio podcast